Welcome to the Vice of Issues, the foul mouth spoiler-filled comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And we made it, but someone, <laughs> Batman's partner, did not. No, spoilers! <laughs> spoilers! <laughs> I didn't read it yet. This is a spoiler-filled podcast, buddy. Yeah, but uh, that was the big question of the day back in the 80s when the studios came out. Came out. Will Robin survive? So, R- Robin... My beloved Robin, Jason Yeah, Dick Todd. Grayson. <laughs> yeah, so in in the early 80s, Dick Grayson retired as Robin and became Nightwing. What? And then no Jason way. Todd took over. Now, Jason Todd originally was basically the same as Dick Grayson. He was an acrobat whose parents were killed, so Batman adopted him. Yeah. Cool. It's like getting struck by lightning twice with chemicals around you, and, yeah, you're, yeah. Then, you're, and then your uncle have whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the chemicals get struck by lightning and explode. That's a little, but for people thinking that Phil is joking, that's a literal origin for Kid Flash. Flash got hit by chemical lightning, and then Kid Flash got chemical lightning in the same exact spot, and they're like, wow, lightning struck Flash was giving him a tour. But like in the okay, same exact spot. You know what? When he says chemical lightning, literally, he happens to get struck by lightning standing next to dangerous chemicals. Like The same dangerous chemicals, exact same spot, exact same dangerous chemicals, and it creates the exact same reaction. It's it's like when all the planets align kind of a thing. It just rarely happens. It's once every century. The one difference I want to point out is that Kid Flash was created in 1960. Jason Todd was like 1986. So, like, I think it's more forgiving when it's 1960. Well, but it shows that comic writers are sometimes lazy even uh, decades later. Yes. It's also, it's hard when, like, that kind of thing gets so ingrained in the culture, like, things happening again. Like, if Ben Grimm went into space after being cured of being Rockman, and then <laughs> yeah. he becomes Rockman again, it's just like... Mega Man? Yeah, I was gonna Rock, say, Rockman Rock Man's the fucking Japanese name. <laughs> I feel American like, name. at this point, like, it almost, like, plays on nostalgia that it's like, oh, it's, like, the same kind of thing. Like, yeah. Jason Todd's a lot like Robin. So, most comic fans at the time were not as forgiving as Daryl, shockingly, and they hated him. So, when DC did, like, a soft reboot in the mid 80s they were like let's give a new update and this is when they retold batman's story as batman year one which like is probably the most popular batman story wait year one's that old yeah it's from 86 yeah wow basically this soft people basically everything was we said to have a more contemporary setting superman was powered down from this uh you know the fucking jimmy olsen fanboys yeah the kryptonite god again yeah, and uh, all that shit. Or Kryptonian God. And Batman, they basically re- retooled it in more gritty, grittier style. And the same thing happened with Jason Todd. He was retooled in a more grittier style. Yes. So they updated him where instead of being an acrobat, he's like a street kid who Batman meets him because he's visiting his parents, like the site they died in Crime Alley. And Jason Todd <laughs> steals the hubcaps off the Batmobile. <laughs> and... He, he's now, like, his dad was killed by Two-Face, his mom was, like, supposedly some junkie somewhere, but, you know, the story delves into that. But he's now, like, this grittier, more, like, edgy, violent Jason Todd, and throughout the next year and a half, they made him more of, like, a little shit that was, like, more of a foil where Batman's, like... Is he too, like, is he borderline evil or, like, what's, you know, can I actually save him from himself? Mm. And... I find that stuff really interesting, but apparently fans did not. <laughs> so DC had this idea that was like, hey, why don't we start a 1-900 hotline where people would call in and vote on what our writers should do. And Denny O'Neill, who we've talked about before, he created Jon Stewart. He did the question stuff. He was like, well, we can't just do that with something minor. So why don't we give them the choice to kill Robin or not? <laughs> and they started this, this hotline and... 
about 5,300 people voted to kill him and 5,200 people voted to not kill him. And they later found out that some guy hated Jason Todd so much that he programmed his computer to call like every eight minutes for eight hours. <laughs> so this one guy single-handedly killed Robin. <laughs> wow, the first Russian troll. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that happens a lot in the comics, by the way. Like uh, when there's, there's like a big, uh, let's kill off this character, they're like, phone in if you want to change this because... They want to have the hype of the character dying, but they want to have their hands be clean of killing a classic character. Mm -hmm. In yeah. this case, it was not uh, the traditional Robin, but it was still advertised as the death of Robin. So, like, even, like we got some media attention in the mainstream saying Robin's dead, and like it was not the Robin everyone knew from the '60s, uh, you know, TV show or anything. But it was still a Robin's corpse if you picked up uh, the the comic book yeah. and read it. I have a weird question about. When they introduced Jason Todd, was that response to another writer? Like, did a writer say, I want Dick to become Nightwing, and then he became Nightwing, and then they're like, well, Batman really needs Robin. Dick became Nightwing in a different book. That was when he was in Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, a lot of, what happened what happens with a lot of characters. He basically branched out to become his own character enough. He wasn't. He didn't even show up as much in Batman anymore. Like past. Well, because what happened was Denny O'Neill when he was writing Batman in the seventies, he kind of Robin went away to college and he kind of pulled him out of the book a little bit. So he would pop up sometimes, but he wasn't like a regular. He wasn't in every issue anymore. Mm -hmm. And he was no longer the boy wonder. He was a teen wonder at that point. Yeah. So then they basically gave the Teen Titans creator, and this is the same guy. This is Marv Wolfman who created Cyborg and Raven. And he gave that him basically like do whatever you want with Dick Grayson. He's kind of out of Batman now. And then when he retired, they kind of, I think they just took the opportunity like, hey, Batman and Robin is iconic. Let's just let's just do it again. Hmm. Yeah, and later on after after Jason Todd, they actually had a story, uh, a lonely place of dying, which emphasizes why Robin needs to be in the comics. Which is like an interesting. We could maybe do that at some point. Because uh, there's always a question of why uh, this is fucking uh, bad. Guy just as bad has a little boy. Yeah, why you... keep a young child around to fight crime against like dangerous serial killers? Well, that's that, yes. well, maybe one day we'll cover. Uh, the only place of dying is about how uh, Batman about basically it's about like can't have uh, somebody be purely Batman or else he'll go insane. Hmm. And uh, so that's basically just of it. But uh, here's 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 a story that leads to that, which is where yeah. the Bat Robin dies. Death from the family. So. So I just wanted to say we're covering not only Death in the Family, but also the two issues before it. These are all written by Jim Starlin, who, a peek behind the curtain, we're recording this episode before the Thanos episode, but he also wrote Thanos Quest, which we have talked about two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, us from the future. Good yes. job on that. <laughs> and yeah, so we're doing 424 to 429. 420. 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's so first we're doing the first two issues 424 and 425 which are the diplomat's son which is this is one of my favorite jason todd stories so the premise is the the like short elevator pitch is there's a diplomat and his son is a real piece of shit and robin like gets super edgy all over him and batman has to question what exactly is robin like where is he going in his life so it starts with Robin hearing a scream, and he swings into a building, and it's the building of Felipe Garzano. It's me. It's, yeah, Phil. He's the diplomat's son, and Batman and Robin fight this guy and all these guards, and they find a model named Gloria in bed, and she's a huge black guy, and she's, like, really scared and covered under the covers, and she's been assaulted by him, but when they take her to the police station... 
Commissioner Gordon says that he has diplomatic immunity and it's his word against hers. He says, uh, Commissioner Gordon says that Felipe has diplomatic immunity and I. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Gordon says it doesn't say I have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. And basically he says, well, him and his guard both corroborate his story and we can't really, like, she has no proof. He just says she fell into a door. And it's like, kind of, this... I haven't read the story in a long time and reading it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is men not believing women's accusations. That's like a super big thing right now. That that kind of uh, was a surreal moment for me because uh, when they said like, oh, she fell on a doorknob, that, like, that's like a, a joke at this point, but it had to be like a real uh, excuse at some point to become a cliche. So like, this is like, must yeah. be like back in the era when that was like, uh, oh yeah, she fell on a doorknob, but people actually use that as an excuse. And it wasn't like code for, yeah, she, I beat the shit out of her. I mean, it probably was code. And it was also code for like, don't talk about it. Like, okay, like that's none of my business anymore. Like I'm going to stay out of it. Yeah. Also, he has diplomatic immunity because his dad is a diplomat. Yeah, that's a diplomat and a drug lord, which will... It's pretty weird, like, yeah. like the son does... Th- but well, I guess the way it's handled, yeah. it's still, like, that's very silly, but Batman basically says, if we can prove that he has some sort of crime, like, if he has some sort of association with a crime, then the U.S. will, like, I guess, extricate him, or, well, like... They'll, like, demand that the country recalls him. Yeah. They'll say, like, we're not we're not operating with this diplomat, and they, they're, they're from a country that's, like, made up like they always do in comics, where it's, like... What are they called? Bogotaga or something? It's supposed yeah. to be like South Amer- some South American country. Well, it was interesting that they do that here because uh, in the second second half, uh, Death and the Family, they actually do get into real world uh, yeah. geographical <laughs> yeah. stuff. But it's funny that they do that uh, bullshit comic stuff. Like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, Gotham City, Metropolis, all these cities that yeah. don't exist. Yeah, and the idea, I guess, is if we can prove that he committed a crime, the, the country will have to recall him and send a different diplomat. Yeah, he's a faulty yeah. product. I have to recall him. Yeah, yeah, and Batman's like, were you looking at him though? Obviously, he's on cocaine. <laughs> like, he's he's crazy. Yeah. So they they follow him and they find him like dealing. He buys it from. I think Batman calls it a place that obviously sells cocaine. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should mention that. Uh, also, when he gets extradited, Batman believes that the shame will make him like really uh, bummed out. The Felipe really bummed out. So and <laughs> yeah. but, 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 just tells like, are you serious? That's the only punishment we're gonna give them. I mean, Batman's like the best we could do. Make him really bummed yeah. down about yeah. uh, losing his uh, diplomatic. Just shame him. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> even though like this is dealing with like assault and drugs, there's still some like Bronze Age dialogue where Felipe, Batman, and Robin are spying on him. And Felipe goes into the like crack den and he's like, "Hey, I, I'm here for some new nose." candy <laughs> yeah i love that and they're like what are you gonna do if your father finds out and he's like you won't give me that crack or whatever. yeah it's like give me that crack <laughs> so they track him he buys his nose candy and then they beat up everybody <laughs> and they catch him with a bunch of drugs and they take him to the police precinct and they're like okay he's getting deported but he goes let me just make one phone call and he calls the model and he's like hey gloria i'll be seeing you soon like we'll have lots of fun even more fun than last time and robin is i think he calls him like a filthy animal or something like dirty stinking animal. yeah he calls him a dirty stinking animal and then robin's like we have to go help her like that's she's obviously broken i think he calls her like a cracked crystal that looks strong but you're afraid to touch it because it'll shatter under the lightest pressure and when they go to her apartment because she's not answering her phone she's hung herself yeah ben robin's uh, find her hung body hanging from yeah there. and robin is obviously very like pissed off at this so he tracks down felipe and he confronts him on his balcony 
And then it cuts to Batman arriving as Felipe falls off the balcony to his death. And he goes, what happened? Did, was he pushed or did he fall? And Robin says, oh, I guess I spooked him. He must have slipped. And then, like, it's pretty clear that he threw him over he, the balcony. Yeah, he, he fell into the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he fell into the door. <laughs> we, we don't get to see it, uh, what happened. But, like, the, all the things leading up to it and... Even the cover looks like Robin's pushing him off the fucking... I, I think he must have because Felipe never really seemed intimidated by Robin, Robin yeah. enough to like be like, oh, fuck, a little kid's going to kick my ass. And, and Robin was never meant to intimidate anyone. Like, yeah. It's, it's like not, like maybe not Batman feel... could scare him off the ledge, but I feel like Robin wouldn't. Yeah. But I love that Batman, like, even though it's so obvious, he's like, maybe, maybe, I'll give him a chance. Maybe he fell. And, like, I think, like, Batman's trying to, like, well, I didn't see it, so I can't be for sure. I, I think I think the parallels to the doorknob pushing is perfect. Yeah. Like, that's really, that's a really apt way to end yeah. the comic. Yeah. And this is, like, maybe, yeah. this is, like, one of my favorite Batman issues, like, ever, personally. But the, the second issue, the way this plot resolves is, it's... It's a little less poignant, I think. But the, the really? his dad, the diplomat. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to be the theme of this, where yeah. a lot of good points are made and then dumb. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just most Batman action scenes I've ever seen. Like, they're they're so similar. Like, it's a bunch of guys with guns standing around cover that, they, that Batman can hide behind and then getting grabbed. Like, every single fight is like, yeah. how could Batman do this? But I know it's because, you know, he's... He uses the darkness or whatever, but it's it's they're they're very similar. Like even the drug den, like they don't even do any like they don't do anything. They kick down the door and just start like beating people up who all have guns. Yeah. And this whole this whole issue is just that it's like why don't we meet in a place where there's darkness everywhere? We'll be single guards in behind like well, shadows. It's true. The only thing that could stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy who spent his entire life training to get revenge <laughs> on criminals. But why do they fight in these places? I don't know. So Felipe's dad, the diplomat, has kidnapped Commissioner Gordon and handcuffed him to a car in a big junkyard that has lots of... It's basically like the junkyard from Brave Little Toaster, that there's just like comically high <laughs> piles of cars. And he sends Batman a... Are they singing? <laughs> yeah. He sends Batman a note that says like, bring the boy, but aside from him, come alone from a bereaved father. And so Batman goes to the junkyard alone because he knows that he's going to try to kill Robin. But Robin follows him anyway. Batman's beating up some goons, but then gets... But even this, like, he... At one point, Batman jumps and they shoot each other. And he's like, damn, I, I wanted to avoid some death. But, like, it's fine. I, I, do, like one, I do like one point where uh, Batman just throws a car battery at a guy and says... Oh, yeah. Improvisational. Yeah. And so Robin shows up and helps him with the fight because Batman was, you know, cornered in the corner like he always is. And Robin saves him. Then... In during the the big final confrontation, Gordon gets shot in the shoulder, and Felipe's dad is killed when a tower of cars falls o falls over. And the thing that I really like about this issue is Batman that Robin's like, "Hey, we did it! It's all wrapped up nicely." And he's like, "No, it's not. Like, look, there's dead bodies all over the place. Gordon's been shot. You have to realize your actions have consequences, Robin." And Robin like looks like kind of broken up about it, and that ends the diplomat's son. Yeah. Yeah. And. And now begins Death in the Family. Death in the Family. Uh, who's who's going to die? What family? You already fucking spoiled this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Bat Family <laughs> suffers a loss. It starts out with a fight scene where Robin just rushes into, what do they say, a kiddie porn warehouse or something? Yes, it's a kiddie porn yeah. warehouse. And they, can't, they, won't, they won't wait for the cops. Or Well, Batman wants to wait for the cops, but Robin's like, I'm going in. I don't care. Which is, which is just like a, a small, like funny thing. It's like how... 
I mean, uh, visually, the art style uses shadows a lot, like a lot of blackness when Batman's, like, going out at night, which is really neat. But their costumes are straight up, like, old comic book type of costumes. So Robin's in, like, his, like... The those, pixie like, shorts? The thigh-high... Yeah. The pixie boots yeah, the pixie the... shorts. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going into a child pornography warehouse. It's, like, such a weird... Um... So we should mention, uh, this was, they, they talk about, because uh, this is Joker after uh, kill, a killing joke. Right say, like, after the killing joke. Yeah, and also, mm. they like, obviously after Dark Knight Strikes Again, after the whole darkification of Batman's, like, uh, not Dark Knight Strikes Again, Dark Knight Returns, the darkification of Batman's really happening again. Yeah. The comics were still uh, drawn, like... It was like 60s Batman. Well, this is done... The the art in this book is by Jim Aparo, who was the definitive 70s Batman artist, aside from Neil Adams. Because he did, like, the Batman team-up book, Brave and the Bold, for, like, years and years. He's, like, what a lot of people consider, like, late 70s Batman. So, his style... Like, the Jim Starlin's writing is very mature most of the time. Mm -hmm. But Aparo's art is definitely, like Sly said, it's still kind of 60s-esque. Yeah, and it's very bright, and there's always like there's wumps and wham as they're hitting these pornographers. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. yeah, and Robin is is wearing the pixie shorts. It's funny because he's like the last Robin to wear the pixie shorts. But like, it's it's funny that he's the darkest, like mur- murderous Robin. And, and while so- this is happening yeah. too, that like th- this whole fight scene, it's all in Batman's like narration in his head. And it's like, it is kind of like dark narration. He's like, Robin's looking like he's trying to get himself killed. He's moody and resentful and reckless. Uh, I'm putting this guy in the hospital. Uh, I, I take the last pornographer and throw him to Robin to work off some of that aggressive energy. And at the same time, Robin is like a, this like like 60s looking Robin going, wham, pu- you know, pow. <laughs> yeah. I think one of, yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite Jason Todd moments is not in this book, but it's earlier, where when they were still like, is he campy or is he dark? Because they weren't, they like didn't commit to it at first. At one point he says like, holy fish hooks or something like that. And mm-hmm. Batman's like, no, you don't get to say that. <laughs> <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> it's just, it's such, it's such an interesting like juxtaposition between like the two the style, so the modern like Batman noir you're used to, along with like the almost like classic yeah, Batman. Yeah, my favorite Jason timeline is actually right in this scene. After they beat up the the, the you know the kitty porn guys, Batman says, "You got yourself killed uh, doing that." And Robin's just like, "Your misses don't count. What do you think we're doing here? Playing some game?" And Robin says, "Of course, all life's a game." And he just walks away. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I like I like that punk. too actually. And then then that's when Batman's at home now with Alfred saying. I think something like I think Robin's kind of losing it. I, I think I think having uh, him deal with his the grief over his parents' death by dressing up and fighting criminals wasn't the right way to go. Maybe <laughs> I should have rethought this strategy. Well, that's what I love about Jason Todd because like I feel like like when Dick Grayson like he just gets over it because he's like a fun crime fighter. But like if your parents are killed and you're like I'm gonna go beat people up to deal with that, you're gonna become a psychopath. Dick Grayson's always yeah. been like superhumanly optimistic and positive. And uh, like the the bright spot in Batman's life, yeah. Uh, Jason Todd is like what a real child would be like if he was put through the uh, the this scenario. Like he will be fucked up, and this scenario will not make him any more any yeah. less fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So he's telling Alfred, "Hey, I think I'm gonna take I'm taking Jason off uh, active duty." And of course, Jason's standing at the door, and he's like, oh, "You're not my real dad," and storms away. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Joker escaping Arkham Asylum. For some reason, this is like you know the common thing that he does. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love that because it it just shows a newspaper that says Joker escapes again. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, and he, he, he killed like seven people escaping. It's like you guys. 
They let him mix you chemicals. Need to get rid of the Joker, <laughs> which you, I'm glad it's actually talked about in this comic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they use they use uh, they gave they gave him like because of good behavior, they let him use the, the janitor's room. Then he mixed up chemicals in the janitor's room to make his laughing gas and kill everyone. Of in course the, he did, you idiots. Yeah. I do want to say that the whole like should we kill the Joker thing is the main crutch of the story when in 20 years later when Jason Todd comes back from the dead and it's actually like one of my favorite Batman stories because like it's also the movie Under the Red Hood if you don't want to read a comic book it's really good and like Jason Todd's like Joker does all this bullshit and then he killed me and you still let him just go around killing everybody you asshole <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he go Joker goes home to his lair and he's like hey I'm back uh, I'm gonna get out of this place but I have a cruise missile that he got from <laughs> the military con and he, like where the fuck did he get this he, what his the the goon that he's with is like a 50s gangster <laughs> in a pinstripe suit and like a, a toothbrush no what is that a needle mustache yeah, okay. or whatever this yeah, is like hey boss where'd you get this cruise missile <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey boss what are you doing <laughs> but he's like yeah I was, I was gonna shoot it at city hall but I'm just gonna sell it to some Arab terrorists <laughs> well, that's that's interesting thing about the story in general because it, it feels like Jim Starlin was trying to because uh, Joker says like oh we're, we're, we're small time we're just mobsters uh, trying to rob banks but I want to start getting political he, like he literally says like I want to get political like this seems like yeah. he wants to like he's trying to make the comic grow up in the sense and start going on a more... yeah again it's just like such a struggling pull where you have this like clown that's talking about selling it to basically Iran later on yeah. yeah. And, and there's this guy next to him that's just like, you'll never get out of the country, boss. The police are looking for you. Um, so then we cut to uh, Jason Todd, who is just trying to deal with his emotions. He ends up going to his old house, and some neighbor's like, hey, come get your stuff. So he goes through his old stuff, sees his parents' pictures and everything. But he realizes on, his on I think, at his birth certificate, his mom isn't the mom that he thought was his mom. Uh, her first name uh, starts with an S. Martha. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her first, uh, the, the near birth certificate is crossed out, but he can see that it starts with an S. And the woman he knew as a mother wasn't was called Catherine or something like that. So one yeah. thing I want to point out, it's not just crossed out. The lady's like, oh, our apartments are so shitty. Like, some of this box got water damaged. And he looks at it, it's like, oh, his birth certificate got water damaged in the perfect way. So you can still see S, but none of the other name. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. dumb. I, that would make more sense if, like, his dad just crossed it out after she, like, just... Yeah, yeah like, he didn't want him to know. Yeah. So so Jason Todd goes back to the Batcave with this info. And he's like, uh, let me look in the computer system and find women with S's who... How does he relate them? Like, they know my dad or well, something? No, because no, uh, uh, he found his dad's black book, like, addresses and stuff like that. He's like, I'm going to go through I'm gonna go through these addresses, find find women. Oh, right. In the S in the name, and I'm going to yeah. use that to uh, yeah, but, see. If... So he finds three women, and all of them are on crazy missions outside of the United States. Yeah, Charmin Rosen, who is uh, Israeli Secret Service. Shiva Wuzen, who is a mercenary out of Lebanon. Lady Shiva from the Question episode. Like, that's, that's, yeah. uh, was it, is that like a twist or was it like everyone would know that at this point? Because I think I, it felt like a twist to me. Uh, I think Lady Shiva was a pretty new character at this point. She'd only been in like the Richard Dragon Kung Fu book. Because they, they, they say like she named Shiva Wuzen, but I never made a connection to Lady Shiva until she shows up in the black outfit and says, I'm Lady Shiva. Like, yeah, I think uh, she's a relatively new character. This is actually, I, I read um, Death in the Family back in college. I borrowed it from Ryan. And reading this again, it was a twist for me, being like, oh my god, I know who this <laughs> is. It was a twist for me too. Like, I, 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 I feel like it had to be, a, like, uh, they dropped it casually because maybe not people, maybe people will know her. And they're like, oh yeah, Lady Shiva, Shiva Wu. Yeah, because it would have, otherwise it would have went like Batman's 
biggest rival. You Guys, know, we're we're learning the jo- well for Daryl and I. We're learning the joy of comics. Being like, I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the last one is Sheila Wood, uh, Haywood, who is working on family relief efforts in Ethiopia. So like, it's funny because his dad was like a, like a, a local like thug, and like he knows all these international politics people. Not just international politics. She said like one of them is the fucking Israeli secret service. Like yeah. Like I don't know. Whatever. So <laughs> hey, Mr. Todd got around. You know. That's true. So um, we find out that Joker is on the on his way to Lebanon with a cruise missile. Uh, he stole it from the. He stole a ship from the navy, uh, loaded the cruise missile on it, and took off. He took the whole missile apart and then put it back together first. Yeah, cool. just because he felt like it. normal. He's also he has that knowledge too, I guess. Yeah. Well, well that, not really, because he really. does a bad job. Yeah, that's the principal point. <laughs> so Batman's tracking the Joker. Jason Todd is tracking his mom, and Joker's trying to sell this cruise missile to terrorists. <laughs> What a plot. Yeah, so they, we cut to, for chapter two, we cut to Lebanon, and this is where he thinks the cruise missile is. He's working with the CIA to get it, to get it back. Yeah. He's looking for this missile in the same place that Jason Todd happens to be looking for his mom. His mother, yeah. Yeah, it's like the perfect coincidence. Oh, that's probably why, Armstrong probably wants to make, oh, Joker selling arms to Tara's story arc. Things like, oh wait, I want to do Jason Todd's story too. I guess we'll just merge them together. It happens to be, his parents are super uh, international, like, secret service agents and stuff like that. Like, like they they literally run into each other at the same time. Not only is it that coincidental, the guy that, Bruce Wayne is looking for is walking down the like town square whole wrapped like arm in arm with the suspected Jason's mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like he really he literally grabs Jason Todd like on the street. They run into each other in the same city. Yeah, yeah, Batman does with with Robin. Jason yeah. Todd. Yeah. And that's why I love it. They're like, "Oh, look, we have like we're working on the same case after all." And they like smile about it. I'm like, "This is you this is crazy. Well, I yeah. love when Jason first sees him. He's he, Jason's like, "Oh, Bruce, you really do care about me. You came to help me find my mom." And he's like, "Not really, though." It's one thing I find interesting because, um, especially with, like the whole plot is that he wants to find his mom. He wants to have a parent or something like that. There's never a sense that Batman is his father figure at all in this at all. And it's not yeah. like like he just seems like uh, a. A, a, like a burden to Batman like he, he's always complaining about him and he's, he's always worried about him and I feel like that affects his relationship with Jason like Jason they don't, don't really have an emotional connection with each other at all yeah that's definitely like the the the, the interesting kind of like message through death in the family is you naturally assume that Batman is his father but like just reading through a lot of the dialogue it's very un parental like it, yeah. it's a lot more like the the student mentor type of thing but even like i don't want to say a bit more distant than that but it like it, it kind of feels like it because he worries about him but at the same time it's like he's constantly like okay, he'll he'll do whatever he needs to do i got things well, to do th- on my through own through jason todd's time as robin like especially after like the soft reboot a lot of it is like batman keeps getting disappointed that he's not as good as dick grayson or anything and at one point jason todd joins the teen titans and they're all like what should we do robin you're the team leader and he's like i don't i'm not dick grayson i don't know and like there's always this element of he's never good enough and batman treats him mm. like he's not good enough and i think that that's clear here too and there's no like war- there's very few scenes of warmth between the two of them like even yeah. like when they reunite here it's not like oh my yeah, god th- yeah the most the most of it is it's that they smile at each other that they're working on the same case instead yeah. of like oh we found up or like batman's like let me help you find your mother instead it's like oh look our two paths like yeah. crossed directly yeah. here so i guess we'll team up so the final scene here is joker selling these this missile to these terrorists and Jason's maybe mom is 
in on the sale. Uh, we're assuming, I think, that since she's an Israeli agent, she's yeah, undercover. she's secret. You can tell, like, she's like secret. Uh, yeah, secret and so they the terrorists are like, I can't wait to fire this in Israel. Ha ha, fuck, fuck Israel. And Joker is excited to sell it to them. And that's where Batman and Robin show up. They have this fight. They do this really fucking mean fake out where they pretend Jason's gonna die in this. Uh, they take J- Jason's mom hostage, one of the guys. And when Jason goes to try to save her, terrorist guy or the seller points the gun at Jason and Batman's like I can't save him in time there's no way to save him and the the mom ends up flipping the assailant and saving him mm-hmm. but it's like they they like basically say he's gonna die and then they save him and they're gonna end up killing him later the, the part I like kind of there is that it's it both serves as like kind of foreshadowing that Robin's recklessness is gonna get him killed and also it gets rid of the damsel in distress thing where yeah, it's like yeah. his mom can fend for herself no one knew when this is gonna happen it just says it on the front cover Robin is a quest for his oh, identity his mother yeah. waits him somewhere in the Middle East but a sudden and violent death is also waiting for him and the most tragic secret of all will the Batman be in time so it could I think they're trying to build suspense that Batman Robin could die at any yeah, point in the story so, so I guess like every issue they're gonna keep trying to tease it's like is this when someone's gonna die yeah and it was so it was so like kept a secret is they actually wrote and did full production and art and everything for a scene where jason lives at the end like they didn't know what they were going to publish until it was really close you know how like sometimes movies film like two and and you know so like nobody knows Mm -hmm. what really happens they did the same kind of thing it wasn't fleshed out enough to be like its own separate issue it was basically just a, a page where he finds robin's injured body he's all the guys alive but like yeah uh, Mm -hmm. like an after credit scene basically yeah i see yeah well, uh, it ends up that the in the middle of this fight, the terrorists are like, "Let's just fire the missile," and it explodes. I would, I couldn't tell if Joker did that on purpose or not. See, that's that's why when you guys were saying that he didn't put it together right, I'm like, I thought he did, and it was just purposely wrong because he's funny that no, way. No, because uh, Joker uh, looks really disappointed. Like he says, like my money, all, all my money, loving money, bunch of crap. Oh yeah, he's very <laughs> bummed out about it. I thought I thought it was because because the money was nearby. That it blew like up. Like, he wasn't expecting it to shoot. Because, remember, they were like, you need to stay here and watch the launch of this missile. And he's like, no, please, don't, like, I don't, I don't Joker's not a that. subtle guy. If he, if, if he wanted that thing to blow up, he'd be like, I would have blown it up. But, oh, I, oh, I fucked up and it blew my money. He would I think, because especially, especially because the reason why Batman gets on his tail is because Batman detects that, that uh, radiation is leaking in, in Joker's uh, layer. That's why he detects that he, he has a, a chemical weapon. And when they say stay for this missile, Joker says, no reason why we can't stay and watch the show. Yeah, and like so like mm-hmm. uh, Joker's poisoning himself, and Batman's like, uh, and it's like I, I don't think Joker's killing himself slowly over time just for the sake of a joke. I think he just doesn't know that he's bad <laughs> making a weapon. Okay. I mean, he, he would do that. Yeah, he would and also So do. it ends off with them saying, like, well, I got to go check out the next person. Because uh, they asked the mom and the mom's, uh, the, the potential mom, and the mom says, like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't have a child in America, so couldn't have been you. And Jason's like, I got to go see Shiva, and then I'll try Sheila Haywood in Ethiopia. Coincidentally, Joker goes on the airplane saying, well, take it to Ethiopia, Ethiopia please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we end with that issue. All right, so the story uh, opens up in Lebanon. Batman and Robin are still uh, looking for the mom here. They're looking for Shiva. Oh yeah, Lady Shiva. So, yep. but uh, she gets kidnapped in uh, Beirut uh, when uh, they're visiting over there. Uh, meanwhile, Joker is visiting uh, the other mom, the the doctor mom, and it turns out uh, she actually like killed patients while she was in America, and like she's like on the lamb. Kind it's of. It's not that she's a villain. Apparently, she like was 
she like had like some malpractice and negligence. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a ne- negligence, but she still had to run from yeah, it. Yeah. So instead of facing like the courts, she ran to another country to do like humanitarian work. And Joker's like, it'd be a shame if I told people because like, yeah, I'm sure that the Gotham PD is gonna come to Ethiopia <laughs> yeah. and get a doctor. <laughs> it's it's another kind of like funny coincidence where the Joker knows her old work. <laughs> yeah. Too. Also, did we mention that he's without his makeup and he looks really wacky? Uh, no, sorry, we should clarify. Uh, Joker's <laughs> makeup, he puts human flesh makeup over his white... His skin's pale, so like he's putting yeah. human flesh makeup to look human. They do this a lot in Batman 89, too. And I always, they don't do it at all in this book, but I always think that's a cool effect when he like gets sweaty or wipes his head and like it's white under. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they don't so like, do that here. I mean, but... Recently, Heath Ledger Joker wears just makeup, but uh, traditionally Joker is just pale-skinned motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's blackmailing the mob for medical supplies because he's like, now I lost my... So I'm going to start getting to medical supplies. So they're gonna, <laughs> he's going to steal medical supplies from his family relief camp. And... Yeah, that, that's profitable, huh? There has to be a quicker way for him to make money. I know. It's like he had to go to Ethiopia to steal medical supplies, <laughs> as if that's that's the most profitable thing in the world for him to do. How far? I don't know about this. Is how far is this from the previous area they were in? Lebanon. Uh, it's, not that, it's not that far. Should I Google far. Maps it? I have a feeling like maybe like he, he was like in the area, and he's like, I guess we could go steal supplies. I guess it's just a joker. He's like, it's actually funny because I'm stealing supplies from poor dying people. And they're all gonna die, mm. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, 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 maybe it's at a level of just being a fucking dick, because this is like comically evil, just stealing supplies from. <laughs> this is not yeah. close. This is like 4,500 kilometers apart. Okay, so yeah. So. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a three hour plane ride, so. That's still a long time for uh, a win. It feels like it was I was looking at I was looking at driving directions. If you take a plane, it's only 1,700 miles. Okay. It's weirdly speci- It's a weirdly specific place to go for your next. Scheme. Yes. When it's like you could go anywhere, it's like oh, I guess Ethiopia. I yeah. can understand them crossing paths with Joker once, but twice. Yeah, and like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of time passes for Joker to be hatching a plan. If Joker, Joker like takes a plane right from the previous area to this area, so like he had it. As soon as the, the missile fails, he's like, I'm going to go. It makes me wonder about the like maybe the. Who's the author here? Jim Starlin. Yeah, Jim Starlin. That he wrote himself into a corner with a lot of this, where it's like, okay, I need three different moms, so it's like they can't all be in the same country mm. or general area because then it would be too convenient in that direction. But then when you split it up and the Joker has to visit all these moms, then it's too convenient in the well, other direction. In his defense, Joker doesn't visit the second mom. Batman and Robin do, and oh, Joker's yeah. already made it to the third. Mom. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the, 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 mom the coincidence the there is the second mom is a villain. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I really love the idea that lady shiva is like the world's greatest assassin and mercenary and she's still in some two-bit like goon from gotham's address book <laughs> yeah that's, 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 that's such a weird that's, like if like, this is taught dad like they should release like reveal like they did with spider-man to reveal his parents were international spies or some shit like that so like if you're gonna do stuff like that you shouldn't reveal like jason's todd's dad was international spy or something because this makes <laughs> no they were just they, they hung out sometime one time at a bar or something yeah, like, they got yeah. The, that's, yeah. that's what they say like later on well i mean they did his dad did know two-face so potentially maybe he could know but like even two-face is kind of a, 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 a two-face is kind of a two-bit dog like i could yeah. like does he operate outside Gotham? yeah i don't no, think he does like really. Like, um, it's just what makes it so weird. Like, if he knew one, like, if he met just the mom and, and she happened to go on to become, uh, uh, this family relief doctor, that's one thing. But he also knew Lady Shiva and Israeli Secret Service agent. Like, <laughs> that takes a bit too far. Like, 
uh, if they tone it scaled down a bit, it might be a bit believable. Like if they ran into, yeah. like I don't know, it's just weird. To buy and Rob go to this camp, uh, and then everyone's they're able to take out everyone super easily, and they're like, "Wow, he's got a bunch of rookies." And it turns well, they out, say like these don't feel like real terrorists. These are terrorists in training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but it turns out that Lady Shiva was she in charge of it or she's yeah, a, she's she training. Was. Yeah. She was training. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was just training them. And she says, "You figure out I was hired to train this mob of malcontents." And she knocks out Robin, and she's like, "I want to one v one me, Batman." Uh, you say I noob, and Batman. It's funny because Batman is like, "I don't, I really want to fight. Just I have stuff to do. Like I don't want to fight just to prove, you know, dick waving contest, basically." And then she's like, "No, I want to fight you. Like I, I want to show I'm better than you." And Batman's like, "Okay," like he's like, "Try to swat her away. Like get away from me." And he realizes, "Wait, she's kicking the shit out of me. Holy fuck!" <laughs> yeah. The reason why Batman is able to win is because Robin wakes up and he's like conflicted because he's like, "Should I save my mom?" My potential mom or Batman, and like he he has enough cash to Batman to to save him versus this potential villain mom. Well, it's not like he's killing her. <laughs> like he's knocking her out and like making her lose a. F- like I, I I guess he also knows Batman's not gonna kill her or anything, but Lady Shiva might kill Batman. That yeah. like sways options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the people Lady Shiva they blow up her base, they take her out, and they and Batman asks her, "Have you ever had a baby?" And Lady <laughs> Shiva just starts laughing, saying, "Oh." Certainly, I've had dozens of babies. I've dropped letters in every uh, letters in every center of the globe, and they're both like, uh, I know she's not gonna fucking talk. I, got, I brought some troops from though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that, that idea that it's like that she's just gonna like lie about it. So it's like, okay, now we have to put in the truth serum to this troll woman. I don't get why she would lie to them. Like, who fuck? She's, she's yeah, like, fuck so you. Funny. She's no, just like, fuck you. No, at least she was, like, that's yeah. what at least she was all about, really. Like in um. Well, in question, uh, she's just like, I'm here just for shits and giggles, like, basically. Like, I- I'm so strong and powerful, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. So I'm-, I'm just I'm just curious about all this stuff. So, like, she was curious to join the, that, the mayor in, <laughs> yes. in question. And then she uh, was curious about questions, so she spared him, even though the mayor told her to kill him. And, like, she's basically like, I- she-, she really doesn't give a fuck. Like, she's basically just a massive troll who can do whatever the fuck she wants because no one can really <laughs> yeah. take her out. She's pretty cool. She's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she is pretty cool. And so, like, they're, they're like, okay, we'll leave, you- we'll leave you tied here because we know you're going to free yourself eventually, so... But we're, we're going to leave so you don't just start fighting with us again. Well, Batman puts in the true serum and he finds out that she, has, she hasn't she yeah, has You are not the mother. And, yeah, you're not. <laughs> what, what's weird, too, I, I felt is that there's like a dialogue box specifically about Batman using the true serum. It says every fiber of my being is revolted by the thought of what I'm about to do. I guess because like, I, I didn't know he drew such a hard line with the truth serum. Like, I mean, it's like drugging people. And, it is, yeah. It's know. kind of weird. Yeah, but it's to get information that could be like useful. Oh, so so torture then is also you can get information. <laughs> Batman tortures. He hangs people upside down and threatens. Yeah, to this feels like it feels like an old school Batman <laughs> kind of thing. Like I feel like modern Batman wouldn't have this really any. Like if anything, drugging them against their will just to give you information and then you're gonna let them go after is almost possibly more humane. Like it's more of an invasion of privacy, but it's not like. Like constantly threatening them or punching them in the face. Yeah, I feel like yeah, this is true. this is like when Batman was still like the Batman that got had a red f- uh, phone uh, in Commissioner Gordon's yeah. office, and then he took the fucking <laughs> was it the firefighter pole down to the Batmobile and drove over to Commissioner Gordon and said, "Hey, what's up, Commissioner Gordon?" That shit. Uh, now that this is gone, like he has no problem with interrogating criminals in any whatever way is necessary. Except besides like full out torture, like pain, uh, physical pain, usually just intimidation stuff like that. But then they go to uh, Ethiopia. And, they, and uh, this is not why I find that thing why I find it interesting because you can tell like this is the eighties when people became aware about this kind of stuff because it talks about how Ethiopia is full of starving people. Well, they and they're at a refugee camp. Yeah, the third yeah. world country mm-hmm. refugee camp. Everyone's starving. Everyone's emaciated. 
and uh, Robin uh, finally uh, they, they, uh, Batman brings Robin to his mom and she's, he just she just runs up to her says hugging her saying mother 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 so this woman's like sees like <laughs> these two random strangers show up and one kid just, just grabbing her saying mother 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 and <laughs> well even so so I just want to go back for a second and talk about the way Starlin talks about this refugee camp he says an Ethiopian refugee camp just outside Magdala the misery has returned once again, the world didn't listen in time. The same mistakes were repeated. Starvation and death cast a long shadow over this land. The refugees flock into the camps by the thousands each day. It's utterly heartbreaking. Yeah, that's what I mean by, you can tell, this is when they start becoming aware of these issues and start wanting to bring them into the, the comic books. Yeah. But like, there's like a mismanage of tone sometimes. It's it's kind of interesting because like I, I like shining a light on that, but like while they're in Lebanon, there is no kind of like yeah. talking about the situation going on in Lebanon. All that really happened is that Batman like got in a car and he's like, take me to your most dangerous alley and the taxi driver knew where to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which just gives like the feeling it's just like, it doesn't seem like, I, I felt like there was more of a point you could make about. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot of different countries. That's why I mean, like this feels like an attempt to kind of get more global. Like you could tell, like Jim Strong is probably watching the news at this point. He's probably like he wants to write something, and like maybe he got tasked to write this kill Robin story, and he's just, like maybe I'll have them stop by Lebanon and Ethiopia while he's at it. But like yeah, it's it's yeah. really interesting that like I I wish I knew which came first, whether or not he was told to kill Robin or whether or not he wanted to do an international story. And he's like, oh, this is. A I think he time. was told to kill Robin. Based on the fact that Denny O'Neill was like, let's kill Robin. <laughs> it's a really wild idea, especially the way that this this arc racks, wraps up, that it's tied in with killing Robin and this international yeah, like crisis, definitely. basically. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do it, because it's like that super bizarre tone where it's really got some growing pains for the medium here. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's still like, as we said before, it's still like... It's, latching on to its campiness yeah yeah like batman and robin were flying in jet power rocket powered hang gliders to track his mom and it's just like jesus yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like she she won't be able to find us because we'll look like birds from afar and it's like they're not even that high up yeah, yeah. I, by the way the bruce wayne and uh just talking they're just civilian identities while they're meeting the mom uh so yeah. as, as far as the mom knows it's just bruce wayne the millionaire brought his ward and it turns out his ward is her son, and so they, yeah. uh, he, Bruce Wayne leaves to let them get acquainted, and uh, she tells him how like she banged his his dad, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, I forget why she <laughs> in riveting detail. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's because she had the malpractice stuff, and so oh, she, so she had malpractice stuff, child. and then she left, and then uh, she she found out that uh, the dad met somebody else while she was away. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not. Why give all of your life at that point? Uh, you already have this person as your mom, basically. So I uh, kind of let it go. Joker shows up and uh, the mom says, "I have somebody to meet. See you later." And but since the great, uh, I mean, uh, Jason Todd is Robin. He knows D- Joker is Joker, even if it's fucking. Also, oh, the Joker's <laughs> face is like three times longer than anyone <laughs> yeah, else's face. He looks so bizarre with that fucking face. Mm-hmm. Joker and uh, the mom talk about their plan to steal the medical supplies, and the mom looks resentful. So Jason's like, "Oh no, Joker's forcing her to do this. I gotta go save her." So he follow he, he tags along and learns about the plan, and he uh, he, he follows them to the second location where they're bringing the drugs. And it turns out uh, the drugs are only loading uh, the drug supplies from the the refugee camp. He's also putting in uh, Joker uh, gas to replace it, so that way he can kill all the people too. Uh, and also, also social what workers. a dick! Yeah, he's so concerned about like getting money, but he's like, I'm gonna spend however much it costs to make Joker laughing gas that, that 
like in such high quantities <laughs> that I can replace the medical supplies with laughing gas. Well, it's, it, I guess it's kind of like if you if you're an alcoholic and you want to get rich, but it's like I have to buy like liters every week. I mean, he food. is the thing is that's the Joker. Like it he's is the Joker. only villain yeah, that I could be yeah, like. It's, it doesn't have to make sense. Like look at anything, any Joker film, Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight fucking Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, you yeah, could yeah. stop uh, stop and analyze like why he's throwing all this money around or whatever the fuck in these scenes or whatever in the you know Batman eighty nine or why is he blowing up this hospital just for a point or whatever? It's all yeah. because he's fucking crazy and he's like he's trying to bring in chaos. Yeah, it, it's just funny that his onus for coming here is, is money. money. Yeah, that's why yeah. that's why I brought it up because I'm not like saying why would he poison refugees. I'm like. He's trying to make money off it. Yeah. He's sabotaging himself. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he, the mom was like, oh no, don't kill all the people. And it's like, no, I, I'm doing you a favor. Think, of, think about it as a way of cutting down the mouths you have to feed. And so like, and she, she, it's, I find that funny. Like, yeah, it's really funny, Sly. Fucking population control <laughs> Sly over here. <laughs> I just find it funny that he's just like, oh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm people to feed. Like, you have you kill all these, people, all these uh, refugees. Yeah, it, it, it kind of like echoes the dark yeah. humor yeah. that Joker uses later on. It's like, I'm doing a good thing. The thing that happens next is so silly to me where Jason's like, oh no, it's a Joker. I better go get Batman. And he runs uh... to Bruce Wayne and he's like, we got Joker trouble. And Bruce Wayne's like, oh, good thing in this Jeep that I have, I brought our Batcopter and it's like a little yeah. single seat helicopter. <laughs> Yeah, and he just lifts up and flies away. And it's just, again, the campiness where, like, Jesus, like, did you really need to bring back the backhopter for It looks like a backhopter, too. This doesn't look, look like the Burton uh, Batmobile or the fucking... Nolan. Yeah, it's got, like, the blades. It's purple. It's got the yeah. nice yellow emblem in the middle of it. And he tells Jason, you stay out of it. The Joker's too dangerous. I gotta go zip away in this little <laughs> helicopter. What happened is... Uh, he has Batman has to go stop the, the supply of Joker gas to the camp. Yeah. So that way, that's the main priority because everyone's gonna die. But he says to Jason, "Don't go face the Joker without me." Yeah, I know you. Want, I know you care about your mom, but uh, you can't go save her. I have to. Uh, you have to wait for me. We'll go take out together. But, but, but obviously, Robin's like, I gotta go save my mom. Jason, I can't stress enough. If you don't listen to me, you will be killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that. He specifically like he states it twice. He's like, "Don't do this. It's dangerous." And then he says, "You will die if you do this." <laughs> <laughs> like winking at the. Reader. He says just once, just for once in your goddamn life, can you listen to me and not die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Jason ignores uh, Batman, of course, and goes to go save his mom. And he uh, he says, "Mom, I know you have trouble with the Joker," and she's just and she's like, "I know what you're talking about. Everything's fine." And he reveals that he's Robin, and I'm here to help you. And she's like, "Okay, uh, come inside." And it turns out she sets him up because she's actually she's actually embezzling uh, the medical funds herself. She's a fucking crook too. Yeah. yeah, this was such a surprise. Even though I had already read this, it's like with Lady Shiva, I completely forgot that she betrayed him. I actually, I, I, I love this. Uh, so do twist. I. Like the, the fact that she's a, she's a shitty person. Like they make it seem like she's like stuck, stuck in a bad situation. And like, but and but she is a bad person. Like uh, the reason she she's went to work with the Joker now because she knows if the investigation into what happens here occurs, they'll find out she was embezzling money and then she'll be in jail too. And she's like, I didn't I didn't do all this just to get caught after all this time. So fuck you. And then she basically watches as uh, Joker starts beating the shit out of Robin and with a fucking crowbar and like smashing his fucking face in. This is like one of the darkest scenes ever. Even though it's still like. It's the art style still kind of campy, but he literally he yep. beats him with a crowbar, and then it's just six panels like back to back to back of Joker with this huge grin on his face, just hitting him over and over and over and over again with a crowbar, and like that's not that's not yeah that's not superhero violence that's like straight up horrible. And below the panels are Robin's mother and it's three of them, and it's her looking at it, 
and then her turning away, grimacing at it, and then her smoking a cigarette, looking away. And then yeah, below like, that, it's Batman and a little Oh my god, yeah, oh my god. What a perfect combination of panels. Yeah, yeah the bicopter. Batman's, uh, he saved he, he saved the refugee camp, but Robin's mom says, uh, what, what will happen when, when Batman comes back to this? He'll see that you beat the shit out of his little friends. So Robin's like, I gotta cut. So Batman's, um, sorry. Robin, Batman, everyone. No, Joker says, uh, I got to cover up the evidence, so I'm going to blow this place up. And you know what? I'm going to blow, blow you up too, Robin's mom. So she ties, she he ties her up with his goons, and he leaves a bomb in the place. And Robin gets up, and he's like completely fucking fucked up. Like, he's he's bleeding. Uh, he's facing mm-hmm. a mess, and he's like scrambling, trying to get to the bomb in time, trying to t- untie his mom first. And she's like, no, go get the, go, ignore me, try, uh, try to get the bomb. He's like, no, I can't figure it out. I got to get you out of here, mom. So the two of them are trying to get out in time. But it blows up as Batman reaches the area. Well, because she goes to, like, he unties her and he's, like, all bloody and, like, beaten. And she goes to help him carry out. <laughs> she goes to help carry Jason out of the building. She's yeah. like, no, we'll get out of here together. We're almost there. And then they get to the door and the door's locked because the Joker's just a total asshole. Yeah. And then it blows up as Batman approaches. Yeah, that's a good point because this is and that's what it's a very well done scene because it feels like it could have been the moment where they could have lived because yeah, she has a moment of where she kind of wants to redeem herself and save Jason when she could have just ran out of there by herself. And it almost echoes the scene before when the missile blew up because like Jason was real close to the missile and they got away from the explosion just in time. But this yeah. time Joker just locked the door. Yeah. So then Batman arrives there, and it's just like a smoldering wreckage. Like, there's not a structure standing, and he's look, he's coming through it, and he's reminiscing about how when he first found Jason, he was stealing the tires off the Batmobile, and uh, that he took him in, but Jason was still, like, really brash, and he had a rebellious streak in him. Like, he even points out that he kept him on as Robin because when confronting Two-Face, that he actually, he spared him instead of killing him. Yeah. So it's like, I, I was proud of him for doing that. And then he stumbles upon Jason's mother, and his mother explains everything that was going on. Basically, like, catching the radar, because this is the issue after, like, Robin basically dies. Or he dies in this one, I guess. She has to give the backstory. Yeah, this is one of those things where, uh, in comics, they always have a way to deliver the plot until that point. So that way people are mm-hmm. reading this issue. Basically, uh... They didn't want to have that last time on Batman, but yeah. they, they, this is a yep. way of doing it. It's folded into the first third of the story. The thing that I love about the way she recaps just last issue, though, is Batman catches her, and he's like, Sheila, what happened here? And she says, Joker, he tied us up, set bomb to explode, wanted to eliminate all evidence of his being here. Jason tried to rescue me. We almost made it so close. He turned out to be such a good kid. All his problems, and he still turned out good. He's much better than I deserve. Much better. He threw himself in front of me. In front of me, he took the main brunt of the blast. Such a good boy. Must have really loved his mother. And then she dies, and Batman says, the pain is all behind her now. This was mm-hmm. a really powerful for me. This, whole, like, this yeah, is why when I read this true. again, it really uh, hit me, because like Jason, all he wanted was his mother. And like he, yeah. was looking, he was looking literally across the globe for her. And he meets his mother, and she's a pure shithead. And even, like, uh, he could have, like, tried to crawl out by himself, but he still wanted to save, untie her and save her, too. And the thing that I love about this moment, too, is he then finds Jason's body, and we've already gotten the, like, cliched, like, last breath, like, exposition, you know, final words, that by the time he gets to Jason, he's already dead. Yeah. Jason mm-hmm. just doesn't survive at all. And this is when Batman he's like he's already getting cold to the touch gone and he hugs him and then it's like the iconic picture of batman carrying jason's dead body with mm-hmm. him like looking very sad and it's a full page spread with no dialogue well this is where like i became like 
pro Ryan again. Like last <laughs> last, last week, uh, like a guy Gardner and Jason Tower, two characters Ryan always raised about, and I'm like, I read them like I really don't give a shit. But um, last issue made me like Ryan Gardner, and this is like this this really made me feel uh, sad for Jason. Just yeah, uh, I too. he he all I want was a mother, and like he was willing to do anything for her, and she was just, she just betrayed him and caused his death. And one of the things I wish that they perhaps like that. God damn it that starlin had commented on a little more that, that we mentioned before it's just like how the batman being like a parental figure like is he that or is he a mentor is he a father and i wish they had he had made some mention about like him trying to find his mother as like a need or a necessity mm. to kind of save his adopted mother yeah basically or stepmother like that kind of thing because it never draws the direct comparison that he actually un- until this issue that he loved his mother and that's what made him really long to like s- find this mother kind yeah. of a thing it's like the two ideas aren't connected at all until she like mentions it mm. i wish that perhaps that was like a l- seated in a little more naturally i, I, th- I thought that was implied like i thought maybe maybe i'm i, I would have liked to see that more explicit i i I'm, maybe yeah maybe because the like, comics explain so much that we expect that but i kind of like they didn't go into it I, I felt like that was implied and that's what i get that's why it hit me so hard see i i think when comics go so far into that stuff that like when it goes unstated it kind of feels like it is actually unstated well, that's, that's why i think it works mm. for me because this explains so much that it's un- like it didn't have to explain that it just says like he loves mother that's all you i think that's all you for me that's all you really had to mm. see on that matter. It really hit me hard. That that that. Line. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to the real meat and potatoes of the story. Oh yeah. So <laughs> this is when I'm like, this fuck this comic. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Joker. Joker goes uh, to uh, sell off the medical supplies. Yeah. He's just, he goes to sell off the medical supplies, and then Surprise! there's members of the <laughs> surprise. <laughs> surprise. There's a member of the Iranian secret service there, and he's like, "There's someone really important that wants to meet you with you." And Joker opens the door, and he he like gasps, and he's like. You know the Joker is impressed by just anyone, and oh, it's the Ayatollah Khomeini. <laughs> the true evil mastermind. Yep. And I, I don't know. I can't do an accent for him, but he says, I have a position in my government I wish to offer you, Monsieur Joker. And it's one of those weird things, like, whenever... Because like, Joker is drawn, like, a 60s Joker kind of way. Like, we talked about his long face and stuff like that. Yeah, he's got bright green hair and red lips. Yeah, and uh, Ayatollah Khomeini, it looks like he's traced from a photo. It's just yeah. Really funny, like, he probably stuff. fucking was. Yeah, I always find that... F- it's like uh, when you see a webcomic when, like, somebody makes a parody of like uh like mario and then he runs into like uh, george bush it looks fucking surreal yeah and even this though so joker meets with the ayatollah and he's like i have a a position in my government to offer you meanwhile we get bruce struggling to explain this to like the authorities and then it cuts to like jason's funeral where he was like jason's life was too short for his passing to cause many ripples and the only people there are bruce wayne the priest commissioner gordon barbara gordon and alfred and like, mm-hmm. why do you have to put this weird, this weird Iranian thing in the middle of it? The story cut like cut in between. Yeah, I think I, I get why because he wanted to have Joker be untouchable and like Batman be pissed off. I think it's supposed to tap more tap into like the Dark Knight. It's actually it's it's good that Ryan had the two comics before the Death in the Family to talk about it because it is the type of thing where Robin sought out justice against this person that had diplomatic immunity and he was going to get it no matter what because that was real justice to him and now batman's faced with the same thing where you have a criminal that killed someone and then it's later revealed that the joker is now the ambassador to iran so he has diplomatic immunity too and superman come like he flies down 
because when this is revealed, Superman's there to make sure, you know, Batman doesn't kill him because he knows he's going to lose it after Jason had died. Batman doesn't kill a Joker. Mm-hmm. Not, not kill Superman. And I, well, but I like this. I like this too because, like, right before Superman shows up, uh, Alfred's like, should I call Dick Grayson? And Bruce is like, no, no, I'll handle this by myself. No help for now on. That's why I want it. And then he's like, Joker, it'll just be you and me. I've excused the evil you've done in the past because of your insanity. I'll not make that mistake again. And that's when Superman shows up and he's like, hey, the State Department asked me to stop by. Don't kill the Joker. <laughs> just don't do it. It's, you can't do that. I like the reveal, too, because he doesn't know that he's the ambassador yet. There's just a hint left to you at 42nd and 1st. And he's like, in Metropolis, that's just a deli. In Gotham, that's just whatever. But in New York City, and it's the UN, and he's like, there's no fucking way he'd be here. And that's when Superman's <laughs> like, hey, you're going to be mad about the new ambassador. And he's like, who is it? And he's like, uh, just don't worry. And he's like, who is it? Where are they? And I actually like this a lot because Superman is like, don't do it. And then he's like, who's the ambassador, Superman? Who is it? And he's like, just just go home, Bruce. Don't do it. And he's like, who is yeah. it? And he punches <laughs> Superman in the face and like really hurts his hand and superman's like you're lucky i rolled with that punch you could have crippled yourself you're done being a child (laughs) now and he's like who's the new ambassador and then of course here comes joker he's like hey guys i'm the ambassador for iran yep he does call him super ham and bat pest very good oh my god (laughs) this is why i brought the insurance. this feels like specifically because this is batman being anti-establishment being again going Mm -hmm. against uh the party figure and Superman coming in to represent the establishment being like batman you have to do the right thing you have to do like this is basically what he did in dark Knight returns where he's like you have to settle down like we can't influence we can't beat the world shakers you have to know your place and batman's like no i want to shake the world i don't give a fuck about your laws there is no fucking way the united states would accept an ambassador that is a known serial killer in their country like you can Mm -hmm. just say i'd rather just not have a diplomat than that fucker in my country Mm -hmm. yeah like like it's the fucking joker he mass murders it's absurd it's absurd the whole thing is absurd it's really absurd yeah which which again like the the way like it's it's cool if you want to do stuff where it's like the ethiopian refugee crisis was ignored by the world and we should pay more attention to it. But then when you're like, Iran's so evil, they would hire yeah. the Joker as also, their if we're gonna if we're going to talk about political commentary, there is a joke where the Joker shows up in Ethiopia, Ethiopia a couple issues ago. And he's like, I need money. I'm going to steal all your medicine because I'm just another victim of Reaganomics. Yeah, he says. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Daryl said this is a political comic but before we did it. Like, oh, it's not a political slide. I've read this before. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm I, not, like, super into the, the taking jabs at Reagan is <laughs> politics. <laughs> no, but I, but I, I feel like it's just, like, uh, comics in the 80s trying to take politics on, for sure. Because at, at least I'm going to defend myself here about this. <laughs> because when we were talking about the Green Lantern issue, it actually went into, like, the pros and cons of communism even though it had the, the the american slant to it whereas like here there's no there's no defense for iran yeah, it's, at all it's black yeah. and white and observations are pretty surface level like we mentioned like yeah. he just looks at the, the ethiopian crisis like it's bad yeah he's like oh man i wish there was more we could do to help but anyway like going on to the, the yeah yeah like uh I, I definitely agree with like this is all service level but i, I feel like it's the same vein like i, I think Stephen Hart did it better but i think this is trying to be aware of that like i i, I, just, I find this era interesting because, like, we keep talking about over and over again. It's 60s Batman in fucking, like, Ethiopia. Like, it, it's pretty much that. And he's meeting 60s Joker, and 60s Joker's killing people. It's aware of it, but it doesn't engage with the material. I agree. Me. I agree. But I, it's, it's just okay. it's like a weird... It's, right. it's just... we're, we're finding a lot of common ground yeah. here on this, <laughs> this yeah. episode. Um, so, uh, Batman meets with the CIA agent who tells him, it's like, hey, you can't do anything about this because he's, he's going to be speaking at the UN, right? Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. say, like, oh, if, if we reject... 
I don't, I don't know. Maybe Phil knows more about this because they say if, if we reject their ambassador, then they could reject our ambassadors, and that's bad. Uh, is is that a thing? Yeah, or? they could. But like, if if someone presents their ambassador as a serial killer, wouldn't you just be like, well, you can fuck off? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's so it's so absurd. Like that's that's already spitting in your face. In yeah, the first I feel, place. I feel this is supposed to be like the uh, the the peak like troll. Like if I like, like this probably wasn't Italian at the time that Iran is just there to, to fuck like basically how, how if you North Korea now like Iran was basically yeah. like, North Korea they just want to fuck with us as max as they can, mm-hmm. which they probably probably didn't they probably want to fuck with us a little bit but not to this level yeah I, yeah I mean like maybe maybe if they had the Joker as an option maybe they would I don't know <laughs> I, was, I was wondering like North Korea would do this <laughs> yeah. North Korea would do this so maybe I don't, I don't know they as they're currently I mean this is like it's two weeks before we're gonna find out but they're trying to. Um, reach it. Yeah, yeah. Now they like, are. They're but, trying to. Yeah, now they are. But I mean, like diplomacy with South. But they Korea might right have now. two years ago. Yeah, like a de- like a, the last decade, they might have had the Joker if they had yeah, as an option. <laughs> it's, it's, but I don't know if a random was ever that evil. Maybe who knows? I mean, this was po- this was post you know the the seventy nine revolution, so they were pretty hardcore anti West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like maybe I guess I don't know. It seems crazy. Also, Joker yeah. can like get cruise missiles whenever he wants. Apparently, Joker's a Westerner himself. Like them hiring him. Uh, but it's like it's like bringing whatever. Dennis Rodman to North Korea. You're like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but Dennis Rodman doesn't like murder millions of people. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's why that, that's why this is so crazy. Like I I feel like in any world the UN would just reject this guy because he mass murders people. He's a he's literal criminal. Like, diplomatic immunity is for crimes that you... He's also dangerous to have in Iran. Yeah. No, but but he's maybe he's turned over a new leaf. Maybe he's going to actually be the ambassador and not try to murder everybody. Oh, we're giving too much thought to this. Okay, let's, get, let's just yeah. finish this fucking issue. So basically, Superman tells him, it's like, hey, you can't do anything. I'm, I'm going to be there to ensure everything's safety. And Batman's like, you don't know the Joker. And he said, spare me your Boy Scout sentimentalities. I like that. <laughs> and then Batman thinks about it, and he's like, "I have to do like the right thing." There's a lot of internal monologuing in. He's this. like, "Don't be too he, emotional," but then he's like, yep. "You fucking killed Jason, though." Yep. As he's yeah, he goes and sees the Joker, and what's weird is he just he sees him in the like uh embassy. Yeah, in the embassy, and he just tells him it's like tomorrow it ends, and then he goes away. <laughs> Which if like he was gonna kill the Joker, I don't know why you would wait for him to reveal his plan. He does the classic move where he's like, "You killed Robin," and the Joker's like, "Oh, you found out," and then he's like, "Thanks, I did. I wasn't sure until just now. <laughs> How yeah. the fuck else would he have died, you idiot?" This next scene, ironically, is probably one of the best Batman Joker scenes of all time. Yes, I agree. At, at the UN uh, embassy. Batman shows up as Bruce Wayne, and Joker shows up in his fucking uh, Iran <laughs> cosplay. And uh, as he's walking through Alice, he looks at Bruce Wayne, and the two of them just stare at each other. And then jo- they're just, just staring at each other. And then Joker walks away, just starts laughing. And you can yeah, tell, he like, says, does he recognize me? Does he know who I am? I may never know. I'm feeling a terrible sense of finality. We've been linked to each other for so long. Neither of us truly understands the bond. And it's like it's this idea that he could just he could just tell he's Batman. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Like, I like it a lot. Joker yeah. just knows. You can just tell, like, after knowing him for so long. And then Joker goes up and does a fucking Rodney Dangerfield routine. Yep, and he talks about, like, what are the things he has in common with Iran? Uh, insanity and a great love of fish. And he's like, oh, but fortunately we also get no respect. I get no respect, that yep. tells you. Yeah. Yep, everyone thinks of us as a terrorist zealot. So then he's like, oh, we're not going to take it anymore. And then he reveals he has, like, bombs strapped to him with gas <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah. And then just starts shooting everyone with the <laughs> the, the Joker gas. But then the guard next to him breaks his gun automatically and then breathes in all the gas because he's Superman. I thought it was a cool then, twist. Okay, this is the thing yeah. that's so... The, 
This is a small thing that's I hate though. Superman breeds in all the gas, which is stupid. But then mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I like I like that. Th- hold on. I mean, again, it's it's a comic book type of thing where it's like, well, his lungs are so powerful that he could hold. But all then the gas. he says out loud, "Batman, he's all yours. I've got to find some safe place to get rid of this gas." <laughs> How? <laughs> I, I I just I just like that. Uh, it felt like a very Superman moment where he's just there. To, I, I don't know. I like that. Especially, he's just gonna go into space with it. He doesn't even have his fucking extra vision. See that Joker's bomb is planted all over the room too. No, that cosplay is lead. I, th- I think I think he, I think he wanted to, I think if, if he did see that I think he wanted Joker to reveal himself like uh, so that way they could say like okay yeah but then but then like Ryan says he has all these bombs he presses it and people die yeah, he kills all the fucking ambassadors anyway like Superman doesn't actually save them yeah so and, yeah and Batman's getting in a fight and as he's trying to fight him Joker's just shooting with a gun and he's hitting all these other people that are here yeah and then he runs away and then. They get in, like, a helicopter, and Batman's fighting him in the helicopter, and then these Iranian thugs start trying to shoot him, and they accidentally hit the pilot, and then the, the copter goes down, and Batman has to jump into the harbor. It's, it's, very, it's, it's, very, it's very classic finale, like, uh, yeah. the Batman Forever, it's a Batman Forever intro scene of the Two-Face, basically. With the, they... Yeah, and the, it, Superman flies by, and Batman's like, find his body, find his body! And then the narration says, bye, no, he won't, that's the way things always end with Joker and me unresolved. And... and... I do like this end a lot. No, no, <laughs> I, I do. do not. I, I, feel, I, I get why probably Ryan likes it. It feels like uh, things kind of go, default back to the way they were. But get back to square one, guys. But well, now Robin's <laughs> dead. But, that, that, but it just feels like it, I, I think it would have been better if he just stayed in Iran ambassador. If, if like <laughs> to just explain oh why. God. You know what I think would have been better if Batman just killed him in the embassy and yes. Like, but I mean, yeah. but, okay. Yes. I understand you give Deb. I mean, like if they want to do it the way they did, where Joker can't die because he's too popular or whatever the fuck. It's just, it's just a weird because it's just a weird status quo because Joker can't die because he's too popular. Yeah, it, oh, man. It's just like it's. With the parallels to Jason Todd and him killing the person at diplomatic immunity, and it's like, I, I'm fine if you want to take it in the same direction, but Batman doesn't do it because he's like, I'm not going to stoop to that level. I am going to be the bigger man, even though you're like killing all these people. But it doesn't give him that chance. The the uh, copter crashes and he doesn't give the chance to prove that it's like, uh, I am not yeah, going to yeah, stoop yeah. to that level. The entire time he's like, no, I'm stooping to that level. And then it's like, well, things end unresolved. And then I guess his feelings will just go away and he'll be like, well, maybe I shouldn't kill him. That's a good point. Instead of being like making a point about whether or not it's okay to like engage in vigilante justice. There's no revelation here because Batman has never confronted with the choice. Like the choice he has. Yeah, he he doesn't get the choice. He just, it gets taken from him. Like that's the beauty of like um, the killing joke is at the end, even though it ends ambiguously, Batman has the choice at the end of what to do. That's also Dark Knight Returns basically the Joker kills all these people in 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 the theme park and Batman is left to that confrontation and they have a definite answer to that there. Maybe we should at some point do Under the Red Hood because... It addresses this stuff from Jason's perspective really well. Yeah, I like that idea. Red Riding Hood, right? Yeah, but I mean, that came out 20 years <laughs> later, so it's hardly a way to justify this story. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good point, though. Like, even from... Because, like, um, my take was that they already went in a dumb direction. There's no way to salvage it. But even the direction they took, they could have made a diff- decent point, at least. Even that's true. Sil- there, there, was, there was... When I was saying this, there's some other comic... Divisive Issue fans, let us know what other one I was ranting about where I was like... They take away the chance to resolve it with the person. Because I know there was something else I can't yeah, remember. Uh, I can't like, remember. Oh. I can't remember yeah. We've done so I block much out this show like, all, every time. <laughs> we record, I, I forget. Like, did, we, did we do Killing <laughs> Joke? I don't even remember. We did the movie, remember? Oh. No, we did the comic too. Oh, oh yeah, we compared whatever. them. 
Yeah. We remember. No one. Cool. I, I really try to forget. I'm gonna drink after this episode again. Just... So I'm gonna drink to remember. I drink to forget. <laughs> I only drink to forget this show. <laughs> Everything else in my life is happy, but this show is just fucking. If would you guys read more, Jim Starlin Batman or Jason Todd? I would. Um. Yeah. I like I like Starlin stuff. It at least gets you to think about it. Like I don't feel like it's wasting time. Mm. Like a certain comic we cover for our Patreon exclusive bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> Find out more when you give us <laughs> yeah. money. When we talk about, when I always talk about ambitious stories, like this felt ambitious. Like it was misguided in a lot yeah. of places, but yeah. like it, it stood out and it hit me in a lot of places. Like especially with Jason Todd stuff. Like it's yeah. trying to do a lot of things and doesn't do everything well or a lot of things well. Does one thing really well and everything else kind of mediocre. But uh, it's still, I was engaged while reading it, and I would like to be more of it. That's a good way to put it, is that you're engaged while reading it. When the DC Universe rebooted and they gave Jason Todd his own book, I was really hoping that this would be a chance for them to retell this story. And they super fuck it up and it's all just, it's dumb. We should read that next. (laughs) That's why DC's dumb in general, because... Yeah. But the Under the Red Hood movie retells this story without the Iranian stuff and it's way better. If you want want to know why uh, DC people are really stupid, uh, imagine this story... Uh, if you want to read up on Batman's story uh, in Batman history and whatever, imagine you have to read this story, but then somebody tells you, okay, that doesn't count anymore, that doesn't count anymore, that doesn't count anymore. That's how DC does its reboots. It's still just, you, know, you still have to read the old issues, but they just pick and choose what, what, what still can. It's really yeah, fucking stupid. It, it works on zero levels. Marvel, uh, you have to read all the old <laughs> material. DC, you, you have to discount what you're reading, like why you're reading it. Like, it's, just, it's the fucking dumbest thing ever. <laughs> wow. No, you're right, you're right. So, okay. So as Daryl and Phil so expertly shoehorned in earlier, the Flying Machine Network does have a Patreon that everyone should support. We have bonus episodes on there. There's all sorts of other stuff. It's cool. And everyone should check out all the other shows at the Flying Machine Network website, flyingmachine.network. Yeah. Do yeah. that and support that. us and it'd be great. And... Or else we're going to have to go sell cruise missiles to like whoever to save <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah. So. And with to North Korea, <laughs> yeah, or I'll, I'll steal medical supplies. Oh my god! And... and then they're gonna hire Trump as their diplomat. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that and the Discord and the Facebook group and everything—that's all in the show notes. So check that out. So thank you all for listening. I've been dating Lady Shiva, uh, Israeli Secret Service agent, and a famine relief doctor in uh, Lebanon, or what the fuck was it? Uh, what the fuck was it? Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Yes. I've been just another victim of Reaganomics. I've been looking for a safe place to get rid of this gas that's in my lungs, but I'm still telling you about it. (laughs) And I adhere to the laws of diplomatic immunity, despite being a vigilante that works outside the justice system. Stay continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine.